0: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host, I am Shemaine Linney, I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist and biohacker and I am very happy to have you back with me for another episode and a little piece of your day. I hope you're all enjoying April so far, we're moving through these months so fast it's crazy but I am looking forward to more sunshine and warm weather which is so good for Every aspect of our health, but also our souls is just something about a warm, sunny day that just gets us right down deep. Anyway, so I hope you all enjoyed last week's podcast episode on proteins. So benefits you may not know of. That was part one Now we're going into part two. This one will be a little bit longer than last week, but it's a direct follow on and I hope you find it also helpful. Before we go on, I must emphasize that the information in these podcast episodes should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. Okay, so last week we looked at how protein is important for hormones and neurotransmitters. So a quick refresher we had our dopamine, we had our acetylcholine, which is a neurotransmitter, we had support for the central nervous system, we had um, improvements in HCL, hydrochloric acid, and digestion and healing of the gastrointestinal lining. So we saw a lot last week, but let's add on to that. Why should you be prioritizing protein? Almost Everybody agrees that protein is important. And most people do eat enough protein to prevent deficiency. But most people don't eat enough to optimize their health and their body and their results. So you see the difference there. There's some who are eating just enough to prevent a deficiency and to get by, basically. They're just getting by with the protein they consume every day. And then there's a small select group of people, usually in the fitness or health industry, that totally prioritize protein because they know it optimizes them on every level, including the hormones and neurotransmitters I spoke about in the last podcast episode. And there's numerous studies that suggest a high protein diet has major benefits Not just for the stuff we learned about last week, but also your metabolic health and your fat loss or weight loss goals too. So we're going to go through a few of these. First, following on from what we were looking at last week with dopamine and cravings. Protein does help reduce appetite and hunger levels. Out of all of the macronutrients, studies show that protein is by far the most filling. And this is for many reasons from it's needing to chew and it's hard to digest, but also its thermogenic effect and then there's also because protein reduces your level of the hunger hormone ghrelin while boosting levels of leptin and peptide YY which are satiety hormones. So these effects on appetite are quite powerful if you're eating a nice portion or serving of protein In one study, increasing protein from 15% to 30% of calories made overweight women eat 441 fewer calories each day without intentionally restricting anything. And The title of that study, if you want to check it out, it's from 2005 and it's titled, A High-Protein Diet Induces Sustained Reductions in Appetite. Ad libitum calorie intake, which means eating whatever you want, free will basically, and body weight despite compensatory changes in diurnal, plasma, leptin, and ghrelin concentrations. So then we have. If you want to lose weight, there's a lot of other studies that say considering replacing some of your carbs and fats with protein is a simple adjustment and can return results in dividends. So that goes on from what I was saying with the dopamine last week. So we've got reduction in hunger hormones and increases in satiety hormones And then we have another study that complements what I was saying about protein, especially starting your day with high protein, reduces cravings and desire for late night snacking. So this study was done in overweight men showing that increasing protein to 25% of calories Reduced cravings by 60% and the desire to snack at night by half. And that goes back to what I discussed in last week's episode. So go back and check that out. And then there was another study in overweight adolescent girls found that eating a high protein breakfast reduced cravings and late night snacking. And that is. From that improvement and slow release of dopamine throughout the day. So protein is really important. Now we obviously most of us know about protein and muscle mass and strength because protein is the building block of life. It everything that grows or heals or regenerates needs protein and that's where your essential amino acids come in that we get out of our animal products. So eating adequate amount of protein helps you maintain your muscle mass and promotes muscle growth when you're doing strength training and some sort of resistance training, numerous studies show that eating plenty of protein can help increase muscle mass and strength. So if you're physically active or you're lifting weights or you're trying to gain muscle or change your body composition or even lessen the appearance of loose skin and cellulite, This is where your protein comes in and protein as many of us know helps to prevent muscle loss which is sarcopenia and dinopenia which is the loss of muscle strength as we get older but also during weight loss because if you're on some sort of weight loss or fat loss campaign and you're not eating properly and you're being very restrictive with calories and you're over exercising, even if the scales is going down, there's a very high chance or likelihood that that actually is Your body's catabolic, you're eating into your own muscle, Um, so the scales might be going down, but not in a good way, and as you eat into or break down your own muscle, then you're also lowering your basal metabolic Rate. So now your metabolism slows down and here you're setting yourself up for rebound weight gain, but also how that impacts your immunity and hormones and other stuff. Muscle is very important for a strong immune system. And um I think I mentioned that about protein last week. Protein is very important for immunity, but it's something that's so much overlooked because people think of protein, gym, muscle. that That's it. That's kind of... As far as their scope goes. But now we're seeing that it's a lot more to that. So, like I mentioned, though, muscle mass is a big part of your metabolism and your resting metabolic weight, um, which can increase fat burning. So, eating protein can be a big player in that fat burning mechanism because your body uses a lot of calories to digest protein if you think of a really good steak it's very chewy it's very fibrous it takes a lot of chewing to swallow and then you think of how much energy your body takes to digest all those tight fibers too so this is um, referred to as the thermic effect of food or the thermogenic effect of food. So protein, which is why I always encourage my clients to try chew their protein as much as possible. It's also great for facial muscle and structure. But the more fibrous or tough your protein is, the bigger that thermogenic effect is going to be. So... Um, Protein has a much higher thermic effect than fat or carbs, like up to 35% compared to maybe 5 or 15% of fat or carbs. So, a high protein intake has been shown to significantly boost your metabolism and increase the number of calories you burn. And this can amount to 100 or more calories a day. And when you also consider the energy it takes to digest protein. If you have a steak that we'll say is 200 calories and you use 100 calories digesting it, then you're only getting 100 calories out of the steak. So You get less calories, but you're still getting all that good nutrition. You get the facial exercise from the chewing. You get the stimulation of hydrochloric acid in your digestive system. You get the healing mechanisms. So, so far, it's like nothing but pros. Um, And some research suggests you can even burn more. There was one study, a high-protein group print 260 calories per per day than the low more per day than the low protein group that is equivalent to about an hour of moderate intensity exercise for most people so that was a study done in 2015 and the title of that is effective protein overfeeding on energy expenditure measured in a metabolic chamber okay So we have the fat burning, we have um, the cravings, we have the muscle building, we have your hormones, immunity, um, we also have, it helps with maintaining weight loss, so they all go hand in hand, because high protein diets support that metabolic activity, so you've got the extra muscle mass, you've got increased then um, resting metabolic rate you've got high protein diets do boost metabolism and lead to an automatic reduction in calorie intake and cravings so we've got a lot going on there but let's look at something else that people don't understand about protein so protein is good for your bones 60 percent, approximately of your bones are made up of protein did you know that because most people think of calcium when they think of their bones, and I think a lot more people are starting to recognize the importance of vitamin D when it comes to bones as well and magnesium, but 60% approximately of your bones is made up of protein, and there is this myth that is kind of ongoing, that is around animal protein being bad for your bones and this is based on the idea that protein increases acid load in the body which exercise also does and fruit also does so anyway so the idea that protein increases acid load in the body leading to calcium leaching from your bones in order to neutralize the acid that's where that concept came from But most long-term studies indicate that protein, including animal protein, has major benefits to bone health. And people who eat more protein tend to maintain bone mass better as they age and have much lower risk of osteoporosis and fractures. And of course, this is especially important for women who are at high risk of osteoporosis after menopause. So eating plenty of protein and staying active is a good way to offset these potential health outcomes. But also red meat does contain a lot of our essential minerals too. So you're getting, and not just red meat, but animal products. So you're getting the proteins, you're getting the essential amino acids, you're getting the collagens, and you're also getting very bioavailable forms of minerals as well. And people kind I don't want to say they don't know this, but they haven't been made aware of this, if that's a better way to phrase it. Then we also have protein lowers your blood pressure. High blood pressure is a major cause of heart attacks and kidney issues, as I'm sure many people know, but higher protein intake has been shown to lower blood pressure. In a review of 40 controlled trials, increased protein lowered systolic blood pressure, so that's the top number of your reading, by 1.76 millimoles on average, and a diastolic blood pressure, which is the bottom number, by 1.5 mm. So the title of that study, because I know people are going to be curious about this one, it's from 2010 and it's titled Dietary Protein and Blood Pressure Systemic Review. And then there was another study that found in addition to lowering blood pressure, a high protein diet also reduced LDL, cholesterol and triglycerides. Now, I don't want to say LDL are your bad cholesterol even though that's what most people call them but the research seems to be hit and miss it's still out the jury is still out but for sure we know that triglycerides is a big key factor in cardiovascular issues and if you want to look up that study that study is in JAMA and that study is from 2005 effects of protein monounsaturated fat and carbohydrate intake on blood pressure and serum levels okay now i did mention high blood pressure and chronic kidney disease a lot of people believe that a high protein diet intake harms your kidneys It's true that restricting protein intake can benefit people with pre-existing kidney issues. But that should not be taken lightly as kidney problems can vary and they can be different and some can be serious and some not so serious. However, though, while high protein diet, high protein intake may harm individuals that already have pre-existing kidney problems, It is no relevance to people with healthy kidneys. And also, I have to throw this in, that one of the main causes of kidney issues is not protein. It's a poor diet. It's poor lifestyle. It's poor nutrition. It's excess processed foods and sugars and polyunsaturated fats and lots of Netflix and not enough sunshine and exercise. So it's not even... The protein that causes the kidney issues so we have to remember that we need to consider that if you do have pre-existing kidney disease it wasn't likely caused by the protein it was the other lifestyle factors and numerous studies underscored that high protein diets have no harmful effects on people without kidney disease at all so there's no reason for you to run from kidney from protein oh lord okay then um the last one i'm gonna leave it at this now healing and regeneration is a big thing for me Uh, it's what i specialize i help people heal and regenerate and become their best and their strongest and their healthiest now if we go back to what i was saying about protein helping suppress hunger and being an appetite modulator Protein as the day goes on then and we do see that appetite start to go down depending on what time you finish eating and what was in your last meal and all that. We do then get further beneficial effects not from those hunger and satiety hormones but from human growth hormone which then comes in. As long as you've set up um, conditions in your favor, shall we say, we'll come in and take then the nutrients and the essential amino acids from that protein you've consumed and put it to work. Basically use it to heal and repair and regenerate your body. So not just after injuries, but after the gym, after a hike, after a walk, whatever it is, so protein is essential, for helping your body repair and regenerate. And not just in the aspect of building tissue, but those essential amino acids are essential for everything, for your bone, for your hair, for your nails, for your skin, for your stem cells, for your white blood cells, for uterine lining, for your heart muscle, for everything. Um, So numerous studies demonstrate that eating more protein can help speed up recovery and that includes after an injury i'm going to cite one more study that's specific to injury and this is from 2006 and it's in pubmed titled energy expenditure and protein requirements after traumatic injury and i would throw in traumatic brain injury as well because protein is very much needed for healthy brain health as we saw in regards to how it affects hormones and neurotransmitters last week so in summary um, higher protein intake is going to benefit most people it's going to benefit like most people kind of eat around 15%, I would even say 10% of their calories from protein, which is enough to prevent that deficiency I mentioned. But most people will benefit consuming 30% or more of their calories a day um, with protein to optimize their health and their fat loss results and their basal metabolic rate and how well they heal and regenerate and how strong their immunity is and those hormones and prevent cravings and and so on and so on like the list is almost endless of the benefits you get from protein so I really hope that between this episode and the last episode that you have a better understanding of the importance of protein and the key roles it plays in your health and I hope you're more inclined to prioritize protein now in your day-to-day nutrition because as we've seen now, protein's not just for people who go to the gym or want to build muscle. Protein is so important for everyone, especially as we age and especially for women. Women, if you want to maintain hormonal balance reach your fat loss goals, and keep your resiliency strong as you move through life and get older, you need to prioritize protein. As mentioned last week in some of the citations, animal protein is the most bioavailable form of protein. Our body recognizes it recognizes it and uses it more efficiently and we also get all those essential amino acids and the minerals that are bound up in there too so that doesn't mean that plant protein is totally off the table it just means that animal protein is going to be better in most aspects um, and for those of you that do follow me on Facebook and you're in my biohacking library group I posted an article last week or the week before which compared the profiles of animal protein and plant proteins and how they weigh up against each other. And it's very clear in that article by comparison animal protein does win by far and animal protein also has anti-inflammatory effects not the ones that i mentioned last week but other ones that maybe i'll come back to another time but anyway i hope you found this helpful i hope you will start to prioritize protein in your diet And I hope that you will share this with anyone you think may benefit. Sharing is caring. It's time now everyone takes responsibility for their health, especially after the last two years. And if I could be so bold as to ask you, if you haven't subscribed to my podcasts already on whatever platform you listen to them, please do. And if they have a like option, I would really appreciate you clicking that too. Thank you very much. Have a great day or week and I'll speak to you guys really soon. Bye-bye.